Welcome to Samford University's Campus Worship. We hope you enjoy the presentation. Good morning. Welcome back to uh, Thursday Campus Worship. We're so glad that you're here. Um, my name is Renee Pitts. I work in the Office of Spiritual Life, and you see me in here a lot on Thursdays. Um, I just wanted to take a couple of minutes to remind you all um, what, our, what our mission is for Thursday Campus Worship specifically. Some of y'all come in here on Tuesdays and Thursdays and probably notice there's a little bit of a difference in the content and, and the goal of what we're trying to do. On Thursday mornings, um, what we really like to focus on is the, um, the opportunities that we we have as Christians to live our faith out in the world. So this coming semester, you're going to hear a lot about different ways in which we use our vocations, we engage in missions and social justice, we get involved in our communities, all for the sake of the gospel. So on Thursdays, you're going to be given opportunities to hear about ways to get involved in things and also ways to respond um, to the Lord and his calling for your life, whether it's through your major or through volunteering. But we believe that all of us, each of us, has the giftedness to do something incredible to change the world for the sake of Christ. And so we want to give all of us the opportunity to hear about the wide diversity of things that we can get involved in and that we can learn from. So you're going to be hearing from your peers who go on mission trips. Um, next week, we're going to be talking about, um, right here in the middle of step sing, um, season, we're going to be talking about how Christians compete with one another. We're going to have a panel discussion about competition. The following week, everyone try to put this on your calendar. It's the Thursday before step sing, but we've got the Sozo African Children's Choir coming from Uganda. They're going to be doing a beautiful performance here. This coming semester, we've got Sanford alumni who are serving in inner city ministry, who are serving overseas. Um, lots of really exciting things. So try to make it a point to be here on Thursdays as often as you can, because you will be, um, you will benefit from that opportunity. So this this morning, um, we're going to start off the semester by hearing from some of our own Sanford students who have been serving around the world over Jan term. Um, I don't know about you, but I was just really trying to stay warm and kind of watch some TV during Jan term, but these students were like getting their passports full, and um, they have gone around the world to serve Christ to serve others, and um, they're going to have the opportunity to share with you uh, three teams of students who are going to share with you a little bit about what they did. I just want to remind you that the reason that we have these students share is not because they are better than anyone else. They are not spiritual giants or spiritual heroes. They're not set apart because of what they've done. They've simply been obedient to the call that God laid on their hearts for this period of time, and they want to come back and report to you about what they've seen. They are witnesses back into our community of what they have seen around the world, and so we want to give them that chance to share. So this morning, we're going to hear, like I said, from three teams of students. The first, um, the first two young women went with a team of students to Oman in the Middle East. Hannah Hankins, who's a sophomore nursing major from Peachtree City, Georgia, and Allison Johnson, who's a sophomore communication science and disorders major from Olive Branch, Mississippi. Um, so they will be, um, actually, they're going to be our second team. I got these out of order. Our first team is actually going to be from, um, from India. They traveled to India this Jan term. Bella McLay, who's a freshman global studies major from Huntsville, Alabama, and Gloria Roy, who's a freshman music education major from India. So Gloria and Bella went to serve with Gloria's parents in, in India over Jan term. They'll be our first team, and then Hannah and Allison will come second. 
Our third uh, team of students is uh, traveled to Nepal over Jan term. Chad Cavanaugh, who's a junior accounting major from Charlotte, North Carolina, and Jackson Kaur, who's a freshman marketing major from Orlando, Florida. Um, the two of them are going to come and talk about their time in Nepal. So we've got a lot to hear, don't we, in a pretty short period of time. So I want to really encourage you, give these, give these peers of yours, these friends of yours who go to the CAF just like you, who live in Beeson and Vail and Pittman just like you, really listen to what, they, what they've experienced and learn from them because this is a learning experience for them to be sharing and processing with you what they've seen. Um, we're grateful for a community where we can do this. This is a real blessing. So I wanted to start us off this morning just by reading a passage of scripture from Psalms, and then I'm going to pray for us, and then we'll get started. This is Psalm 96. Sing to the Lord a new song. Sing to the Lord all the earth. Sing to the Lord and praise his name. Proclaim his salvation day after day. Declare his glory among the nations, his marvelous deeds among all peoples. For great is the Lord and most worthy of praise. He is to be feared above all gods. For all the gods of the nations are idols, but the Lord made the heavens. Splendor and majesty are before him. Strength and glory are in his sanctuary. Ascribe to the Lord, O families of nations. Ascribe to the Lord glory and strength. Ascribe to the Lord the glory due his name. Bring an offering and come into his courts. Worship the Lord in the splendor of his holiness. Tremble before him, all the earth. Say among the nations, the Lord reigns. The world is firmly established. It cannot be moved. He will judge the peoples with equity. Let the, let the heavens rejoice. Let the earth be glad. Let the sea resound and all that is in it. Let the fields be jubilant and everything in them. Then all the trees of the forest will sing for joy. They will sing before the Lord. For he comes. He comes to judge the earth. He will judge the world in righteousness and the peoples in his truth. Let us pray. Our Father, we thank you for this morning. We thank you for the beauty of your earth, and we thank you that you are the Lord of it. We give you this hour, and we, we offer it to you as a time for us to marvel at your deeds, what you are doing among the peoples of the earth. We thank you for these students and their involvement in your work over the last several weeks, and we thank you for their willingness to come and share it with us. We pray for their courage and boldness as they share, and we pray for our hearts to be open to hear what you would have to say to us through them. Come, Holy Spirit, and teach us during these next few moments. We pray these things in Jesus' name. First up, Bella and Gloria. Hi, everyone. I'm Gloria Roy, and I'm from India. And just for a little bit of background, my mother is from South Korea, and my dad is from India. And my mother is a missionary, and my dad is a pastor. And together they started a ministry known as Good News Children Education Mission almost 25 years ago from today. And they've always made it a point to make sure that we are very involved in the ministry. So growing up, we've been very closely involved with their ministry. But just coming to Sanford last August and spending so much time away from home and from their ministry just drew me closer to India. And this time when I went back during the Jan, Jan term, to spend time with my parents and all the children and in the ministry, it just made me realize that God has a special plan. And truly in my heart, I have a place for India and I really want to go back and live in India and serve in India. And that's one of my testimonies because I've been praying for over two years, asking God to tell me where he wants me to go since I wanted to be a missionary. So the, one of the first things I want to talk to you guys about is Holy City Kolkata and 
this we started around four years ago. This is the fourth time we're doing this, and it's a major event for four days. Three days we have something called the Grace and Growth Conference, where pastors and youth leaders and different worship leaders come together and take this uh, conference where they listen on evangelization, because we need to learn how to grow our Christian community since we are under 1% Christians in India. So this was very successful this year. We had around 650 people show up for this conference, and it was very nice. We had the fourth day is a Holy City celebration, where we invite the people of Calcutta to come in to listen to the gospel of God, because many of them has never heard the word of Christ before. So we just open it to the public, and this year we had around 6,000 people come for this event, and it was an incredible blessing and mercy and grace of God for this to go so well. The second thing I want to talk to you guys about was a unique program we started just this year when I went back home from Samford called Santa for the Needy Children of Kolkata. And I actually got this idea from Samford because we did Secret Santa in one of our classes and you have to pay $10 for a certain gift for somebody else. And we figured if we are willing to pay $10 to buy a gift for someone who's probably going to receive more gifts later on, we could spend $10 to buy a Christmas present for someone who doesn't know what Christmas is and has never celebrated Christmas. So once I went back home, I immediately started fundraising for this program and we had enough money to support 107 children from Calcutta and gave them Christmas for the first time. We went around interviewing them, asking them what they wanted for Christmas and made sure we got them that blue or red talking doll or bicycle or whatever it was that they wanted. And this was just an extremely fun time for us because there were 10 Santas and we were all in a big bus filled with soft toys and bicycles and just balls and footballs and all these things. And it was just so incredible because we got to go around these children and give them these gifts and tell them the message of Christ. And what we did was, we are Santa and we're giving you a gift, but this is, not, this is nothing compared to what the Lord gave us on this very special day, his only son, and that he died for us in his cross. And the final thing I want to talk to you guys about is something called kids games that we do in our ministry, where we basically go into the neighborhood of um, where we have established a church or school already, since we have around eight to nine schools in Calcutta and outside. And we create a relationship between the parents and the children in the neighborhood. And we sing songs together and we give them maybe a balloon or a candy and they become so, um, they become very close to us. And what we do is we tell them Sunday school stories and through this, the mothers who are sitting around gets to hear the story of Christ. And after a while, after a few weeks, we tell them that I think you should come to church and see what you feel about it. And they're much more open to receiving us now that they know us and we have created a relationship. Thank you. My friend Bella had come to India. She's not from India, but she's going to talk about it. I'm not from India. <laughs> um, so I came to visit Gloria for three weeks in India over Jan term. And um, I had met her at orientation, and so she had invited me, and I never thought it would be possible to go. Um, but the Lord just totally worked that out. Um, and so basically the ministry is really big on education. And there's seven schools, right? There's seven schools throughout um, the city of Calcutta, which is kind of eastern India. And there are some mobile schools, which are like half-day programs. And for kids that um, have never gone to school whose parents can't afford school, and it's very basic education. And then there's um, a couple um, like 
kindergarten through 12th grade schools there. And so what I did when I went there is I basically just um, hopped on this bus that picked up all the kids from the community. And I went to school and I taught the alphabet <laughs> and I taught them the numbers. And it was such a joy, more than I could ever expect. Um, I've never thought I'd appreciate or liked teaching before. I'm just not a very patient person and I don't really know how to teach well. Um, but I had the opportunity to do that every day and um, it was crazy awesome. So what the ministry does every day is they take um, this big yellow school bus and they go to the poorest um, parts of Calcutta and um, they basically just open the door to all these kids who um, whose parents can't afford to be educated. Um, and so they get on and there's probably like 80 of them and there's like five to a seat. And when I was on there, you know, three were sitting on my lap and two in my arms. And I just had this feeling of contentment, like this is the happiest place on earth right here. And we'd go to school and they'd get fed and they'd get a bath and we'd sit and we'd play and just love on them. And if you ever feel like God is calling you to be a part of this ministry um, or somewhere in India, uh, just talk to one of us, talk to Gloria. So I'm just going to pray for India, and then the rest of the people are going to talk. So if you would bow with me. Dear Holy Father, I thank you so much for bringing each one of these people here today um, to hear about your nations and the amazing work you're doing throughout the world, Lord. And I just praise you because um, you are doing some incredible things in India, and I'm so grateful for the chance to be a part of that. God, I pray for the government there um, as it is becoming increasingly um, Hindu, Lord, that you would just speak to their hearts, Lord, that you would revive the city of Calcutta and the country of India, Lord, for your glory and your name. Um, I pray for the Christians there, Lord, that are facing persecution, Lord, that you would give them strength and boldness to continue to spread the gospel. And in Jesus' name I pray, amen. Thank you. Okay, like Renee said, um, we both went to Oman, which is in the Middle East, for two weeks. And our trip was kind of different than most um, trips that you would think. Ours was not like you go and you do um, construction or you're helping in a physical need. Ours was more of a relational trip. Um, there are two families that already live over there. So we were going over there just to kind of like meet people and connect them with the families that already live over there. Um, so we had a lot of unique opportunities. Uh, we were able to go desert camping. We went to a wedding. We went into several different families' homes while we were there. Uh, before we went, we heard, like, how nice they are and how hospitable they are, but um, I, I guess I didn't really realize that till we got over there. They, we would just meet people, like, at a park, and they, there were three different women that we met at the park that were like, oh, come to our house later this week for dinner. So I'm going to tell you about one specific house we went to. Um, we went towards the end of our trip, so we got back on Friday, so this was on Tuesday night that we went. And um, we kind of, we got over there, and we had met this lady at the park, and she had a child, and so... We were outside sitting around just like talking um, and we were at her mom's house so her mom was out there with us and she started saying like I guess we asked her why she, we didn't go to her house to have dinner and she said that she only went to her house to sleep because she was afraid of the gin which is like the spirits and so we kind of tried to use that to go into a conversation with her about you know like why she's scared and what are the spirits and that kind of thing. Um, but her phone kept ringing over and over again. And um, one of the ladies we were with said that that's like typical. Whenever you try to start talking about a spiritual conversation, there are distractions that happen. Um, so she answered the phone and like walked away and that was kind of the end of that conversation. Um, so later we went and we started eating dinner and we talked some more, but halfway through dinner, her sister got home from college. She goes to a school there in Oman and she kind of came out and she was hanging out with us too. So after dinner, we went back up to where we were sitting before and started talking again. 
um, and she mentioned, like, Abraham, and she said, we have Abraham in our Bibles, y'all have him in your Bible. And so um, we kind of said, like, why don't you tell us what the story of Abraham is in your Bible, and then we'll tell you about what he is in our Bible. So we were able to talk through the story of, like, what the, in the Quran, what it is, and then we kind of explained, there was a girl on the trip that explained basically Abraham to Christ and what the differences were and how, just like the story of redemption. Um, and so then she kind of kept asking questions, which is not normal because usually, like, they're not the ones to engage and continue to ask questions. Um, and so, like, halfway through, she looked at me and she was like, what do you have to do to get into heaven? And I was kind of like, well, like, so I kind of explained that. And then she just, like, kept asking questions. But towards the end, it was really late at night, and her um, daughter is three. And so she started, like, crying, and she was hungry and tired. And so the, the funny thing about this was, like, she continued to talk over her crying baby that was in her lap to continue to, like, ask questions and go deeper into what we were talking about. So that was really neat. Um, and then we were able to connect with her sister. When we left, we got her phone number, and so we can, like, text her and kind of continue our relationship with her. And then we have the opportunity to go back, not this summer, but next summer for the whole summer. And so her sister said, like, when you come back, we can hang out. And so it was just a unique way that we can go back and we have already relationships established that we'll be able to further when we go back. I think as Allison talked about before, like this trip was really about building relationships, which was unlike any um, mission trip I'd ever been on. I think as like Americans, we think that we need to go places and like do things and serve others. But this was just really um, a time about humbling ourselves to the Lord and, and specifically in prayer. Um, I think we learned a lot about prayer on this trip and how um, important a communication with God is and how um, the Lord can use prayer to open up doors. Um, Allison talked about going to someone's house and being able to share the gospel. Well, we found out later that there were people back home here in the States that were praying continuously for us as we um, went to that house. And we really believe that the reason we were able to have that conversation is because people back home were having conversation with the Lord. I just learned so much about prayer and how we have to like humble ourselves with the Lord um, daily and be in continuous prayer with him. Um, and that's how we lear um, really learn how to have um, an intimate relationship with him. Um, one of the missionaries overseas who um, lives long term, we were talking one day after spending a long t time and we were kind of talking about ministry and he said, you know, your whole life is a ministry. You have the Great Commission that says go therefore and make disciples. But we really learned like it's not about just going overseas and serving other people. It's how you do ministry um, with the people around you. So he used the phrase as you go. And so that really struck with us as an uh, important topic, you know, you, I think it's the hardest to minister to those you're closest with because you don't want to offend them or really um, get into those deep conversations or whatever your reason is, but I just want to encourage you guys um, to really do ministry with those that are you're closest with and um, to show them the love of Christ. Um, we thank you for your time. We're going to pray for Oman now. Dear Lord, I just thank you for this opportunity that you have provided us with, that we got to go um, and share your love with those unreached people's groups. We know that they um, live in lostness. Lord, we ask that you cast your light into their lives, Lord, that they come to know you as their personal savior. We ask that you um, just continue to work with the missionaries overseas as they try to make relationships with others and um, continue to minister to them. Lord, we pray for their families, that their children come to know the Lord, um, and that they use every opportunity they have to share the gospel with others. Lord, I ask that you continue to be with the people of Oman, to speak through visions and dreams and other people about your love. Lord, we ask that we have the boldness to share the gospel with those around us. Um, in your name we pray. Amen.
Hey guys, my name is Chad Cavanaugh, and I'm a junior at Sanford. I had the opportunity, along with Jackson and five other guys, um, and three or four more that go to Sanford, um, to travel to Nepal. And just to give you an idea about Nepal, it's it's just south of China and just north of India, and it's in a it lies in a box that people call the 1040 window. Um, and basically, that's where the majority of the world's Hindus, Muslims, and Buddhists live. Um, so it's a very lost and dark, um, but religiously active place. Um, so we had the opportunity to travel there as a team um, and partner with a ministry there that basically takes teams into the mountains, the Himalayan mountains, to share the gospel with Tibetan Buddhists that live in those villages. And the Himalayan mountains, I don't know if you guys have heard of them or not, but they're very large. And our team, it was a humbling experience. We were not in quite good a shape as we expected. We were we were sucking wind at a lot of a lot of points. But it was it was a really neat experience. Um, an idea of, of the religious activity in Nepal, 82.5% of people in Nepal are Hindu, 9.4% um, are Buddhist, um, and just 0.9% of people in Nepal are Christian. Um, so that means 99% of people in Nepal, which is just over 29 million people, um, don't have a relationship with Christ. So it, w it was a very um, religiously oppressive area, but kind of what we did was we um, had a six-day trek through the mountains. Um, so we took a bus and began our trek, and, and each day stopped by one or two villages um, and really just were seeking the Lord to, to provide opportunities to share um, and encourage believers. So our two main objectives on our trip were, were just that, to share the gospel with, with people. As Christians, the gospel is the power to save, and um, we wanted to present that before people as much as possible, um, and the Lord provided opportunities to do that. And the second thing we wanted to do was to encourage believers there in the local church. So while it's just 0.9% of their population, we did come in contact with um, believers at just about every village that we came to. Um, in some villages, it was just maybe one person. In other villages, it was um, a family or two. And um, in, in one village, we actually got to worship with the church on their, their gathering. And so it was really neat. Um, but to be honest, it, it was a difficult trip in a lot of ways. You can imagine all the religious things going on that, that would have been difficult to handle. And obviously the trek was different, but sharing um, as we, we were doing that became difficult. Um, there's one village in particular that um, was really closed off to, to us. And any conversation we had, they, they were pretty closed down and didn't really have anything want anything to do with us. Um, they had in their mind preconceived understandings of white people and Christians so so that was discouraging at points but there was a lot of difficulty most of our team got sick at points um, but it was cool to see how the Lord um, worked even um, even though we were out of shape and sick and couldn't speak the language and while it was difficult there there's a lot of hope to be um, seen in Nepal we as we talked to different pastors and believers and the missionaries that work there we figured out that um, Christianity is the fastest growing religion in Nepal, um, which is crazy understanding its past and, and all the religious influences with their government and, and stuff like that. So Christianity is spreading in Nepal, and, and people are going from America and around the world to, to share the gospel with Nepali people. Um, we talked to several families and pastors and churches that um, we were encouraged by that had such hearts for, for reaching their families and their um, neighbors and their villages and then villages even beyond their own. So the gospel spreading and 
on Laura's doing a lot of work there. Jackson's going to share a little bit about what was going on with our team. What's up, guys? Um, I'm Jackson. I'm a freshman from Orlando, as they said. Yeah, I'm super pumped to be here, mainly because I just chugged, like, a whole thing of Einstein's coffee. So I'm amped right now, so hopefully I don't go over. So anyways, there's two takeaways uh, that at least I got from this trip that I've been on mission trips before, but this really opened up my eyes to something. So the first one is a complete and utter just reliance on God. Um, and I thought I knew this before, you know, John 15, 5, I'm the vine, you are the branches apart from me, you can't do nothing. And I've heard that my entire life, but I never quite realized, you know, to what extent that meant until the village he was talking about is called uh, Tonto Pani. And it was just kind of at the top of our trek too. Um, it was just absolutely beautiful. But I shared with, I believe it was three people, um, depending on how you count it. But I was sharing the gospel with three people and just n nothing was happening. Um, they were completely closed off to anything we had to say. Um, and so as I was talking to this, this one man, I, in my head I was just thinking, like, Lord, there is nothing I can say to this man that will change his mind, that will change his heart. Most people in Nepal, most of the believers in Nepal are only believers because they've witnessed a miraculous healing of some sort. And that's pretty much the only reason anyone becomes a believer over there. And so if anyone was going to perform like a miraculous healing, it would be Chad for sure. But, you know, that, that didn't happen. We actually met a team who they're about 18, and they actually prayed over a deaf person, and they could finally hear for the first time in their life. So, you know, crazy stuff is happening over there. Um, so that was super uplifting to hear. Um, we didn't have any real experiences like that. So nothing that I could say would change this guy's heart. It was up to the Holy Spirit completely. And that was just something that stuck with me. So it's, it's completely up to God what happens. And, you know, we are completely insufficient, whether that's Nepal or it's here. When you're sharing the gospel, you know, don't be nervous. Um, so just go out and do it because it's not up to us. And so that really leads into the second point. And that was just an urgency to share the gospel. I want to go into full-time ministry after college. And so I thought, I knew what this urgency felt like, but I, I didn't until we went to a Hindu temple and saw cremations that they were doing, and it was just a representation of, you know, these people are just burning right now, and like in, in an actual place called hell, and that just opened our eyes, and it hit me so hard. You know, I'm not an emotional person, but I was almost in tears. Um, we saw a lady just weeping, and it was the craziest place I'd, I'd ever been to, and so that just hit me on how much these people need to hear the gospel. And then when we were praying in that village, God opened my eyes and I was like, you know, it's not, it's not just Nepal. In Birmingham, we're arguably one of the most churched places in the world. But, you know, it's not even 50%, I don't think. So that's like, just think of how many people that is here that need to hear the gospel. And so God opened my eyes to, you know, how much the local church is needed in Nepal. Because um, there is a local church, as I was saying, like, we can't relate to those people. They have a totally different lifestyle. And so it's up to us to, um, to help those churches. In the same way, it's up to us as a local church here to reach the people in Birmingham and reach the people in our school and in our class. Uh, because, you know, we don't really have missionaries coming to Birmingham. Like, we're the local church. We're the only people that can reach, you know, the people in Birmingham. It's not going to be the pastor that we see up on stage He's not going to be in your class at 1 o'clock. He's not going to be in the calf. It's just us. And, 
yeah, so just proclaim it boldly because that's what we've been commanded to do. Um, so I don't want to, like, preach it everyone. I'm sorry, but, like, really, that's what hit me super hard, and I don't think that's ever going to leave me. So, yeah, um, just keep that in mind today as we go through the week. Proclaim the gospel boldly, and it's up to God. It's not up to us, so there's, you know, there's nothing to lose. So uh, Chad's going to pray for Nepal. Let's pray. Father, thank you for what you're doing in Nepal. Um, it was clear to us just that you love those people and that you care for them and you want the gospel to get there. Um, so thank you for your work there and allowing us to be a part of it. Um, I pray for believers that we came in contact with in each of the villages. Lord, some that are facing persecution, some that are um, facing just frustration and difficulty in ministry. Um, I pray for endurance and faith for each of them, God, to continue on. Um, I pray that they would continue reaching out to their families um, and their villages, God, trusting that you um, are the only God and that um, you um, alone have salvation. Um, so we love you. It's in Christ's name. Amen. Thank you all for your attentiveness this morning. I just wanted to say, um, Something that is a takeaway for me this morning is just a reminder that there is nowhere in the world where God is not. He is working in the places where there is less than 0.1% Christians. He's at work everywhere. And I want to I wanna just issue a challenge to each of you. You know, Sanford is a culture where it's easy for you to hear about you know, people going on mission trips. And, um, you know, sometimes for some of us, it's easy to say, well, that's the role for, that's a role for other people to play. That's not really my gift. It's not really my thing. It's not really my calling. But I just want to push back on that a little bit and ask you to just, just pray about it. If the Lord might be stirring in your heart about serving in some capacity in another context, and it may be um, trekking in mountains, it may be playing with children, it may be sitting with Muslim women having tea. It can, it can look a variety of different ways, and it can be in a variety of different places. But I just want to challenge you to open yourself up to the possibility that God may call you to serve in a context where the gospel has not yet fully flourished and where the church is still yet to take root. Remember that God is working through people who do not have American passports and who do not have the same affluence and opportunity that we have, but there is still a place for us as Western Christians to go and, and to take the gospel into places where it's not yet been heard. So I just want to challenge you in your prayer life to open up yourself to the possibility that God could speak to you about going. So if you are interested in learning learning more about that, you, you think there may be something stirring in your heart, but you really don't know where to start, you can talk to any of these students who have shared this morning. You can talk to any of us on staff with the Office of Spiritual Life. We've got lots of faculty members around here who do mission trips or who have served as missionaries in the past. Um, there are many, many people around here who would love to guide you in that process. So have a wonderful Thursday. For more information about Samford University, check out samford.edu.